Hello and welcome to Red Card File. Today we're going to talk about the Super League because that's the biggest news that's rocked world football. Sports fans in North America especially, they do not understand why fans in Europe are so pissed off about this idea. So let's get to it. I'm going to quickly run down and give you a basic synopsis as to why this idea is bad. So let's just start by saying UEFA and FIFA, these guys, they're not the, they're not the best of guys. They, they're corrupt as shit as well right they, it's all about the money for them as well UFO had so many chances to tackle racism they are always very passive about it but as soon as the champions league and the super league breakaway news was announced it was affecting their money guess what they took action so they're not always the best but at the same time they do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that help develop football worldwide and as an example i'll tell you UFO right? The way the UEFA generates money is mainly by the Champions League, Euros, and Europa League. So just last year, when Bayern Munich won the league, what happens with UEFA? They give a chunk of money to the winners of Champions League. So in this case, it was Bayern Munich. Then they gave a portion of the money to German FA. Then the remaining money, they distributed it to the Federation members of UEFA. Who are the Federation members? These are your English FA, your German FA, your Spanish FA, any country that's part of Europe is part of the UEFA and they have their own federations. So they benefit from the money that UEFA hands them out. And UEFA gets all this money by running the Champions League. A lot of the big clubs over the last couple of years, they were pissed off about the fact that, hey, why are we giving all our money since they generate the most money to the smaller clubs and smaller federations? And to some extent, they're correct because Real Madrid, your Barcelona, your PSG, your Borussia Dortmund, your Bayern Munich, you know, the big clubs generate a lot more money than, say, Club Bruges, right, or, or Spartak Moscow, or Locomotive, or Locomotive Moscow, small teams. Bigger teams generate more money. So UEFA said, you know what, we hear your concerns, we'll give you more share of the pie, but we'll also take some of the money and we'll re redistribute it because, after all, it's to develop the game of football. But with the creation of the Super League, what these 12 clubs have decided to do is, hey, you know what? The money that we generate, we're going to keep it for ourselves. We're not going to give it the money to develop grassroots football. We just keep it for ourselves. And that's how we want to operate. It's very selfish to say the least. Because German FA last year, when they received the money, how they distributed the money was they took the money, they gave the money to Bundesliga, Bundesliga 2 and the grassroots football. Fans in North America, they don't, they don't understand this concept because the NBA is just the NBA. NHL is just the NHL. There is no feeder league. There is no Division 1, Division 2. There is no promotion, relegation, none of that sort. It's just the NBA and the NBA generates is just for themselves. But in Europe, what happens is you have every country has different leagues. It's a national pyramid system. So just in England, you'll have the Premier League, then you have the Championship, League One, League Two, Northern Premier League, and then non-league football. And this plays a big role because the English FA, once they get the money from the UEFA, they distribute the money to help the smaller teams in the lower divisions. And that's how they develop players and that's how they breed football talent in the country. So by Creating a super league, these 12 super clubs, as I like to call it, Arsenal, I don't think it's a super club, but hey, who am I to judge? Um, they decided that, you know what, we're going to 
create our own league, and this is going to have a negative impact on UEFA and its funding. And guess what's going to happen? Not immediately, but maybe in like the next decade, what's going to happen is the money that UEFA hands out to these smaller federations is going to dwindle, it's going to become smaller and small to the point that these smaller countries won't be able to sustain football in their own countries and they won't have their own leagues. Look at the hottest property in football right now, Erling Haaland from Norway. He was able to develop in Norway because Norway has their own league and they were able to, they're sustaining that league by funds from UEFA. Holland came up and now he's the hottest property in the world. Same thing, you might not have the next Shevchenko from Ukraine, right? Or John Oblak, the Atletico Madrid goalkeeper, top three goalkeeper in the world, by the way. He came from Slovenia, a very small country. So small countries, they sustain themselves in the footballing world by getting handouts from UEFA and UEFA gets their money mainly from the Champions League. So if you look at Harry Kane, when he's a, Harry Kane is one of the hottest strikers in the world right now, right? When he was at Tottenham, when he signed with Tottenham, he spent a couple of years on loan. One year he spent on loan was at Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient, uh, Arsenal fans will recall, they played FA Cup against Arsenal and they held us to a draw at their dingy little stadium. It was a stadium, very small club, and they held us at a draw and then forced a replay at the Emirates. Leighton Orient, as recently as 2017, they were playing non-league football. They've survived two years of non-league football and now they're back in League Two. And while, and how did they survive that? They survived that by getting funds from the English FA and the English FA in turn got funds from the UEFA. So you see, it's like a, it's like a chain effect. It's very important. Another thing, yeah, Real Madrid president came out and said, you know what, we need to make the Champions League more attractive. We, you know, it gets more interesting from the quarterfinal stages onwards or the knockout stages onwards. That's correct, right? Because when the draw comes out, everyone looks for the big matchups, PSG, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Liverpool, you know? If these teams are playing every other week, the shine, the excitement is going to wear off soon. After a while, you'll be like, you know what, it's just another, it's just another game. I remember a couple of years ago, maybe five, six years ago, we had like, I think, three or four Classicos back to back. It was, they were playing Classicos in the Champions League, in the Copa del Rey, and then in the league. By the fourth Classico, you were just tired. You're like, you know what? I don't want to watch this again. I just watched the same matchup like two weeks ago. So there'll be a lot of exhaustion by watching the same things again and again. That's why it's always important to have different teams play in the tournament as well. Second reason is no one has really talked about the players in this and no one's talked about the coaches Pep Guardiola today came out and said he doesn't like the idea at all Jurgen Klopp for the last couple of years he's saying he doesn't like the idea of Super League right and no and players like Bruno Fernandes and Herrera Ozil came out and said you know what this is not the right way to go the fact that the owners kept their own team and coaches in the dark about this shows that they do not care about or do they nor do they care about their own team it's all about the money for them, right? And now UEFA has come out and said, UEFA and FIFA have come out and said that any players that participate in this breakaway league will not be able to participate in the Euros and World Cup. And you speak to any footballer, you, any footballer in Europe, these footballers grew up dreaming of winning the World Cup, of winning the Euros or the Champions League. These footballers didn't grow up dreaming of getting millionaires. Millionaires by playing in a breakaway Super League. If that was the case, a lot of players marquee players would have gone to China when the Chinese Super League was uh, in full boom. They didn't go. Why? Because they wanted to be 
play in reputable leagues and play for their countries, right? A lot of chatter on social media. They're saying, hey, you know, players are mercenaries. They'll go where most of the money is. No, players love representing their countries. And if UEFA and FIFA are adamant and they say, listen, if you play in the Super League, you're not going to play in the Euros or the World Cup. Guess what? The players are going to say, you know what? I don't need the money. I love representing my country. How else would you explain during international breaks, going halfway around the world just to play a friendly? Why? Because they love playing for the country. So it's important. No one's really come out. I know Jordan, Jordan Henderson had a meeting today with all the Premier League captains. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. But it'll be interesting to see what happens if UEFA and FIFA are really adamant and they say, if you play in the Super League, you can't play in the Euros or the World Cup. So that's another aspect that's um, going to get affected is the National Leagues, right? Like look at the Premier League. Liverpool, champions last year. Now they're struggling to get into top four. Everybody aims to get into top four. Why? The price for getting into top four is Champions League qualifications. So that adds to the competition of the Premier League, right? That's the same scenario that's playing out. Like Look at Juventus. They're, they are struggling week in, week out, giving the 110% just to make it to the Champions League qualification spots. And right now, they're currently sitting, I think, fourth or fifth outside of the Champions League qualification spots. So it's a lot of competition and it breeds competition, right? If you have the Super League by itself, they're not going to care about the Premier League or the respective leagues. They're just going to say, hey, you know what? What's the point of even trying to come in the top four when I'm already guaranteed a spot? And that's just going to dilute the competition. And when the competition competition gets diluted, guess what? So does the TV sponsorship money because who's going to watch a Farmers League? Like we make fun of PSG and Ligue 1 because, they, hey, there's no competition there. Pretty soon it's going to be the same thing with all over Europe because teams are not going to compete. The big teams who are in the Super League, they're going to keep their best squads for the Super League. And it's going to have an adverse effect on the respective leagues. Look at Stan Kroenke. Another, another thing that I've just... A couple of days ago, I got into it with one of the one of the um, commenters on, on Instagram. He was saying how Stan Kroenke is finally going to get the money to invest in the squad by playing in the Super League. That logic is flawed. Stan Kroenke knew in order to compete, in order to get into the Champions League, he needs to build a squad. Yet he has not invested in the squad for the last ten years. Like if, just look at last season, he only had to sanction sixty million pounds to get Hassan Ouar from Lyon. And we would have had a wicked squad to compete for top four. But we didn't do that. Knowing fully well top four would get you Champions League, Stan Kroenke did not sanction 60 million to get Ouar. What makes you think when his Stan Kroenke is guaranteed a spot at the biggest competition in Europe, he's going to invest in the squad? He's not going to. He's just going to line up his pockets and he's going to walk away. And he's going to relax with all this money in his pocket. Whereas Arsenal are just going to be the whipping boys for Real Madrid, Barcelona, and the other big clubs. So that logic is very flawed. So there you have it. You know, fans in North America, we are used to the North American sports model like NBA, NHL, where it's just a league and that's about it. Uh, there is no parody, right? But in Europe, it's a different beast. You have promotion, relegation, and it's, uh, then you have grassroots football. Right, it's a lot more complicated, and that is why fans in Europe are more upset about this. So, I for one, I do not like the fact the Super League. I would like the way things are. They could be improved a lot more, but Super League is not the way to go. Maybe UEFA, FIFA need to sit down together and maybe come up with a radical new 
design to you know maybe give these bigger selfish clubs more money if that's what it is but the super league is not the way to go because after all these guys are just concerned about their own finances and it's no coincidence that the clubs that are behind this are clubs that are steeped in debt like barcelona they have a lot of debt uh real madrid a lot of debt liverpool couldn't even buy players this uh off season because they didn't have money to buy they're running at a loss uh united when glazers bought united they finance against their own club to purchase united so they're in debt right add in the fact that you have covid now so you don't have gate revenue so these clubs are just trying to come out of debt and trying to maximize their revenue. And that is why this Super League idea, which was in the works for a long time, is always, always talk. But this time it feels real because now the effects of finances are much more real. So, you know what? It's really interesting to see what happens next. But that's my two cents on this topic. And I, I personally don't like it. And that's that. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good day. Stay safe.